Welcome to Musings of an Undercover Genius. Sometimes this is all a dumpster fire. Other times it is a well-lit fireplace in a mansion with a bunch of pit bulls running around. Either way, we're not going to know what it is until we actually finish the episode, so let's get musing. Today's episode, I want to be getting into the lifetime deals for softwares because I have a really weird obsession with softwares, particularly the lifetime ones. I love them. I love testing out softwares. I love leaving reviews. I love using them. I love, I just love testing them out. It's a little bit of a hobby and I get told very frequently that I should be getting a lot better hobby and I do agree actually. <laughs> but I thought that this episode would be very helpful because as someone who loves buying these softwares, testing out these softwares, I've saved at least hundreds if not thousands by investing in the right lifetime software deals. And I am proud to say that most of the lifetime software deals that I have purchased within the last five years or so, they are still in business, which is freaking awesome. So I wanna actually give you some examples of the lifetime deals that I have gotten. So that I'm kind of flexing a little bit. So anyways, we'll leave it at that. Okay, so the lifetime software deals that I got within the last five years, and they are still in business. So I got Webinar Ninja. I also got TubeBuddy. And I also got Q, Q-U-U-U. I got that one. Everything else, I'm actually going to have to check. I also got um, Content Fries. That was a really good investment. Um, Hello Woofie. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I'm trying to think of the older softwares that I have got. Well, not really older, but softwares that I have got at least two to three years ago at least on the time of the recording, and they are still in business. So let me actually check my account over here. Yes, I am kind of flexing, but it is awesome. And the takeaways from this is actually going to save you hundreds and thousands of dollars and also help to make really good decisions. So that's going to be pretty helpful. Okay, so what else did I get here? Yeah, I got Stencil. Yeah, Stencil. Very proud of that one too. Um, okay, anything else that I got? No? Okay, I got Lumen 5 Pro. But I don't use Lumen 5 Pro, so let's actually not get into that. Okay, so yeah, the point being it has been pretty solid track record in terms of softwares I buy versus the softwares that I continue to use or that are still in business. So that saved me hundreds, if not thousands. So I think the takeaway is going to be really helpful for you to make the best software decisions in terms of lifetime deals. So let's actually get into why lifetime deals for softwares is a thing. And truthfully speaking, it has always been the lifetime deals 
when you're looking at the software monetization and pricing, software as a subscription service didn't really come out until 10 years ago or so. Before that, it was always lifetime deal where you will have to pay a lump sum and then you get a lifetime access to it. You get um, updates or maybe you get certain sort of supports and stuff like that. And lifetime deals are still very common, but I found that when it comes to software for businesses, it's not as common anymore because they are shifting into software as a subscription service. And there are countless, countless softwares that do this whether that's quickbooks adobe is a really good example they had a lifetime deal but now they're just using subscription i'm trying to think of if there's anything else um i mentioned quickbooks already but a lot of project management software microsoft is also a really good one google um but yeah there's a lot of software as a subscription service you name it you will be able to find it very, very, very quickly. And yeah, again, it's nothing new. It's just that particularly within the entrepreneur space and particularly within the business space, a lot of the software as a lifetime deal for software still do get discussed here and there. And sometimes there are really, really good deals. And which brings me to the next point of why companies do it, what's in it for them and what's in it for the customers and stuff like that. So essentially assume that for most business related softwares, they are going to be going to software as a subscription service and companies that are doing lifetime deals right now, they are in the earlier stages of the company and they are looking to gather more customers, gather more reviews, and really make sure that the product is valid before they move it into a complete subscription model. And also when you are looking from the investor standpoint for a second, a company that can go up to them as a software company and say, hey, we already have this existing base of customers. We've already made money with this software. It's going to have a lot more advantage at the negotiation table compared to software that says, yeah, like we have a great idea. We have a prototype. Have a nice day. But we don't have customers. We don't know if this works in the market. So that's why a lot of these companies in their earlier stages do it. They do these lifetime deals somewhere on the back end and they do it to gain a customer base. And that means that customers that get in on this earlier on, they are going to be able to save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on these softwares compared to what the regular customers that find them once they're slightly more established would be paying. And I found that a lot of these lifetime deals amounts and stuff versus what they're charging on the front end as a subscription, usually it breaks even after about six months or so. So like you, even though you're paying a little bit more upfront in terms of lifetime deal, like you're paying like six months or maybe about a year worth of stuff upfront, you don't have to pay for that anymore. And it is hashtag awesome for the wallet. 
and yeah you don't just you don't need to like keep migrating around and keep price shopping and stuff like that or keep tech function shopping and stuff like that so there is a lot in it for customers mostly from the perspective of saving a lot and lot and lot and lot of money and further on being able to kind of pitch in as to how you want the software to go whether whether you are suggesting something for the roadmap or whether you're voting or talking to the uh, support team and stuff like that so there are yeah there are quite a few perks that's trying what i'm trying to get at while saving a lot of money and companies that do lifetime deals um some of the places where you can find these um, so you can find these on AppSumo. AppSumo is actually somewhere I go to like often. I have plus yearly plan, which gives me 10% discount on literally all the softwares. It is freaking awesome. Um, there's also pitch grounds. There is dealify. There are quite a few. You just need to be typing something in lines of lifetime software deals and you're going to be able to see but yeah, AppSumo is actually the biggest one that I am aware of. If I am missing anything, do let me know. But yeah, we will leave it at that. Okay. So the next point that I wanted to be getting into now that we talked about what's in it for customers, why companies do it, and what's been the monetization history as like how this compares to software as a subscription my own experience and all that fun stuff it is how to find a lifetime software worth investing in because like i have mentioned a lot of the companies that are doing lifetime models nowadays is software as a subscription service companies in their early stages and you want to be making sure that whatever your money put you're putting into to get the most out of it and just really save hundreds if not thousands and stuff like that you want to make sure that the company actually exists <laughs> and is going to stay afloat for at least a year, if not many, 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 many number of years. So it is something that I feel you would find very helpful. But yeah, okay, yeah, TubeBuddy. Yeah, I'm looking at all of these, like TubeBuddy, Webinar Ninja, and stuff like that. I got them back in 2016, so my track record is pretty good here, okay? So... The first tip that I'm going to give you for this is actually test it first. Don't use the email that you're going to be purchasing with or making an account with. But maybe you have a little bit of a dummy account that you just use it for software testing purposes. A lot of these places, they do have free trial. So you go in it and then you literally test out the softwares, play around with it, take a look at the functions, take a look at the loading speed, take a look at the interface, take a look at everything that you consider into an account when you are making software buying decisions. Actually test it first. And the second thing is look at companies' existing customer base. Whether that means looking at the reviews, whether you're looking at their testimonials page, whether you're looking at their social media activities and stuff like that, you do not want to be the first one buying. You want to be one of the first people that jumped on, but you do not want to be the first one. You don't want to be like the first 100 users because that means you're going to get a lot of books 
that you're gonna you're gonna be getting a lot of bugs or you're gonna be getting a lot of the issues or hiccups that you encounter and you're gonna get a lot of errors and stuff like that and if you're not tech savvy enough you're not really gonna enjoy that experience so Take a look at who's already using it. Maybe a friend or maybe you look at the demos or maybe testimonials and stuff like that. But whatever you do, try to get some reviews and make sure that you're not the first one jumping onto the software. Try to be like first 150 when in doubt. Yeah, try to be like 150. Okay. And the other tip that I could be giving is on the responsiveness. So um, if you do find any errors or if some loading speed is really slow or whatever it might be, or maybe they have a lifetime deal going on, try to talk to the team and see how they respond. Are they friendly? Do they seem to know what they're talking about? Do they have a plan? Um, What is their plan and stuff like that? If you are looking at these lifetime deal marketplaces, particularly for AppSumo or PitchGround, they do have a publicly available place where like on product deal, customers get to actually submit their questions and then you get to see everyone's responses. And you can actually tell uh, right away if you scroll through a lot of these questions and comments, you can tell who actually has a little bit of plan here and there and yeah so if they seem clueless or if they seem a little bit distant or dismissive maybe that's not the software that you want to be investing lifetime with unless 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 you are able to afford the loss which yeah it's fair like a lot of the lifetime deal software it's only like a couple hundred dollars like sometimes like a lot less than that so worst comes to worst you lost hundreds of dollars however you don't want that to be a repeating thing because still it's money like why flush money down the toilet like if you're gonna invest money even though you can afford to lose it just make sure that it's put some more thought into it that's what i'm trying to get at here Something else that you can be looking at is on the ROI and the break-even point. So let's say questions like, if you were to go for a competitor, how much would you have to spend? And how much, uh, and whatever they're asking you to pay up front is a lifetime deal, how much is it up front? And stuff like that. So, and like, and then how much is that equal to if you go with a competitor and stuff like that? So you will get some sort of number like three months with a competitor of however many number of users or however many number of projected users. Or um, something in lines of, hey, our competitors are currently charging this, but because it's a brand new software, seems to be a brand new software, this is how much you're charging. You can also look at the team's qualifications. Um, You want the software, ideally the core team, at least one of them to be an actual developer tech person. The other person, you want them to have a strong knowledge of marketing because if they don't know how to market and sell and stuff like that, the software isn't going to be making any money and that means it's going to go poof and down.
and that's not going to be very fun. So, yeah, um, that's another thing to be looking at. The other one that you can be taking a look at is ROI. It really depends, but some softwares, if you ask the question of, okay, how much money could I generate as a result of using the software? How much money could I save? How much uh, money could I generate? How much time could I be saving and stuff like that? Some softwares require you to think in that way rather than how much are the competitors charging because it is really like the first solution in the market. And a good software decision is something that has a pretty low break-even point, but at the same time, it's something that's going to help you save a lot of time, but it's also going to help you to bring your bottom line revenue up a little bit here and there, whether that is um, helping you to make sales or uh, maybe you're using it in marketing or whatever it might be, or you know what, even operationally. Like if the team doesn't need your help because of the software and how it automates and stuff like that that already saves you a lot of time so and time is something that well like you can't really you can't really buy it so that's that the only cautionary tale that i will be giving when you are pursuing the lifetime deals for software is number one it's not always going to be 100 percent functional sometimes it's going to be slow sometimes it's going to be clunky there's going to be a lot of updates and stuff like that the other thing is sometimes it may be missing features that you want and you might have to wait a couple of months or you might have to wait up to a year depending on certain situations for example i have a software that i bought a lifetime deal of back in okay i'm looking at this right now back in february 2021 and i'm still waiting on their feature and the roadmap said that they would have it ready in March. So I can't use the software yet. But then again, it works out fine because the break-even point was extremely low. Actually, one month with a competitor would have paid for the software completely. And as well, it's not a software that we use very actively. So we kind of just have it. And it was more so of a long-term game thing. And as long as like we can use it at least once or twice, it's already paid itself off more than enough. So, But anyway, there's going to be a case where it gets delayed so certain features might be missing. The other thing could be API integration. And if you are really curious on the internal workflow automation, and things like that this might actually be something that you might need to know because some of these newer softwares they are not always equipped with the api integration which means that it might not connect very well with the other softwares. Even with an integration tool like Zapier, Connect It, or um, Integromat, or whatever it might be, it might not always connect, and that means that you might have to go back and forth here and there. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's a cautionary tale. So for a while, you might have to go back and forth between different softwares, or you might have to do certain um, 
things manually or you might have to accept the downtime a little bit and stuff like that. So that's a little bit of a cautionary tale if you're doing lifetime deals for softwares. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a recap as to the points that we have discussed. We've discussed my personal experience with the lifetime deals, with the softwares, how I saved hundreds and thousands using the criteria that I'm mentioning here. We talked about why companies do it, what is in it for them, what is in it for you as a customer, and how to actually find a lifetime software investing in. Like, what are some marketplaces and some things that you should be mindful of before you you do decide to invest in a lifetime deal for softwares and some cautionary tales. So, yeah, that is pretty much that. Hope you found this helpful. And, yeah, talk to you next time. Bye-bye.